Welcome to the Strong Single and Human podcast, a real look at single parenting, the ups and downs and how to navigate life with kids on your own while keeping sane. Covering subjects such as domestic violence through to fussy eaters and solo dating. I'm your host, Claire Martin. Welcome. This week, I have Georgia Bamba joining us. Georgia has lived in seven different countries in four different continents and has worked in a wide range of jobs from a financial analysis, uh, analyst, oh, it's easy for me to say, to running her own farm. And she has also in the past worked as a therapist, counseling refugees and asylum seekers and running women's support groups. She is a wife and mother of two boys, an entrepreneur, an author, a yogi, ins- an insight meditation practitioner, and an endurance athlete. So definitely does her fair share of juggling, like we all do. If all of the above wasn't enough, Georgia is a certified, try and get certified at, life coach, and has a master's in psychology. And her main focus now is the area of positive psychology, helping people to find their spark and discover that happiness is a choice. Hi, Georgia. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. No, that's okay. Wow, you've packed so much into your life. And you have so much younger than I look. I've had to have many years to pack it in. Exactly. (laughs) And and you've written two books as well. Yes, I've written them just in the last two years. I've done a book a year and I'm trying to keep that rolling. Yeah. Paste yourself. They're not not very thick novels or anything, but... That's okay. There's still That's books. True. There's two books more than I've written. Um, so what drives I you? I, I, what drives me, I suppose, is I just have always had this feeling that life is this really precious gift and life is short. And I just have always wanted to make the absolute most out of it. So to jam pack in as many experiences, as much learning, um, as many different, I don't know, making the most of different opportunities, just really trying to make the most of this kind of precious life that I've been given. I suppose that's my driving force, just to get as much out of it as I can. And I think you're also, are you not a plant-based nutritionist as well? Um, Yeah, I'm certified in plant-based nutrition, yes, so I'm vegan. Yeah, I was going to say, there was so much that I thought I can't put them all into the intro. (laughs) I would just be reading like a whole page of everything you've done. But yeah, no, like, wow, it's, yeah, it's just amazing. So look, um, so you've written two books in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit about the books and and what they're about and things like that. Well, the reason I wrote the books is my main line of work now is really around speaking and and coaching is how I I make my living. But I think coaching is an incredible thing. I think everybody can benefit from having a coach. Like it's kind of like having, you know, going to the gym and you've got your own PT and and how that can, you know, change your fitness levels and really enhance your body and various things. If you have a coach, it does the same thing for your life. It takes you from kind of where you are now and put you on this upward trajectory to kind of making the most out of everything. So coaching is awesome. Everybody should have a coach. Problem is yeah. coaching can be expensive. And also finding a good coach who's near you or one that you can access 
can also be difficult. So the reason behind my books was I wanted to give some of the my best tools and best insights to a wider audience and in an affordable package. So I've written these books and they're under the um, kind of brand of Coach in Your Pocket with the idea being that they're just this affordable, easy way to access the tools of coaching for people who just can't either afford or find a, a really good coach near them. So that was- Yeah, and the, one of them is um, entitled, and I'm hoping I'll get this right because I haven't got the, the title in front of me, but one of them is entitled Figuring Out What You Yeah, figure Want. So the, I actually wrote a book called, the first one was called Achieve What You Want, which runs oh. people through my step-by-step -step process of how to kind of get from where you are now from where you want to be. Like it tells you how to, basically achieve your goals and a lot of people came back to me and said that's brilliant Georgia except I don't know what I want so that's when I did the prequel uh, which was figure out what you want so that's the first step if you're unclear and then you move on to the next one which is how to achieve it so yeah oh, awesome so um so how do you figure out what you want ah, like I think the problem is that you figure out what you want by taking some time to actually think about it I think the problem that most people have especially like your audience is very much single mothers super busy they've got a million and one things on their plate so they don't have time to think about it their whole life is reactionary it's about putting yeah. out one fire after another tending to the kids tending to work tending to the house they don't have that space to know what they want and even worse because they're so in tune to taking care of everybody else's needs they ignore that little inner voice that they have themselves they ignore their own needs to the point where their voice stops talking <laughs> so they no longer even know what color they like anymore what movies yeah. they like they don't know anything because they've just been doing what everybody else wants for so long they've lost touch with themselves so it's about getting yeah. back in touch with that look and I, I and I agree with you it is like it was such a good point you made in the fact that your voice stops talking. Yeah, like, because you've ignored you know, it. So yeah. why would it talk anymore? What's the point? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like somebody who, you know, is in a room who you ignore all the time. They're not going to then converse with you anymore Absolutely. because you ignore them. Yeah. So, yeah, and I must, I must admit, like, the one thing that's very apparent from doing these podcast interviews is that it is so, so important to at least spend a little bit of time could be 10 minutes a day, 15, 20 minutes a day for yourself, for your me time. And a few people like I've spoken to get up early in the morning. I do for one, I get up early before my son's up uh, so I can get my me time because otherwise I don't get much me time. So yeah, and there's yeah. two, there's two reasons to have that time. One is just to kind of depressurize and just relax and do something for yourself. Like that, that is one part of it, which is super important. And the other part I think, which is more than just that daily me time, is creating that space in, it doesn't need to even be every day, but just regularly, let's say at least once a quarter, to be intentional about where you're going with your life. As I said, people are reactionary rather than intentional. So they're not creating a life, they're just kind of living the one that's thrown at them. And then they yeah. wake up one day and they're how the hell did I get here? Well, you got yeah. there because you weren't paying attention. And not because there's anything wrong with you, but just because life is busy and it got in the way. So you have to consciously make that space and make that time to pay attention to what's going on and then craft your life instead of having it happen to you. Okay, so, so and I like that word, craft your life, because it is about you can get anything that you want. And like you say, happiness is a choice. Mm -hmm. You choose whether you're happy or not. Yeah. You can choose to be sad. You can choose to be anxious. And I was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about anxiety and the fact that anxiety, people get anxious um, because they haven't got much to do. 
which I'm sure some is people, not our yes. problem. But like, you know, some people they're anxious because they're thinking their brain starts to think about things because they're bored. They've got nothing to occupy themselves. Yep. Well, I mean, that's one of the key underpinnings of what I teach is that everything that you feel has been generated by your thoughts. And so in that sense, you're in control of how you feel. And that's not to say you should feel happy all the time. You really shouldn't. Nobody wants to actually be happy all the time. That would be awful, be crazy. Um, so it's not about being happy all the time. It's just about understanding that you are the one who is in control of your feelings and it's being created by your thought processes. And so you can't necessarily control the thoughts yeah. that pop into your head for sure, like they just jump in there, but you can control whether you keep thinking about them, whether you believe them, whether you just let them go, like all of that is in your power. Any emotion that you have can really only be sustained for a few seconds, maybe a minute, if you just sat there and felt it. The reason it lasts longer is because we keep telling ourselves stories about it or thinking about it. That's what's creating our problems. It's the thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And look, the thinking is, you know, I don't know whether it's nature, nurture, whatever. I mean, you know, a lot of people think it's our nature is because we are trying to pick up on the things that are negative and that are supposed to help us with our survival as such. And we are supposed to worry about our world around us because in caveman times, that was how we survived, was to worry about, oh, what's that noise? What's happening there? Or if I do this, if I eat this plant, will I die, et cetera, et cetera. But in the environment and the, and the world we live in today, that's not necessarily, um, the you know, that's not necessarily no, true. No, absolutely, but yeah. Our brains are still working in that way. So look, okay. Yes, so absolutely. As you said, from an evolutionary perspective, it makes sense that we have, we have this negative bias. And something like 60 to 80% of our thoughts are negative. But the key is that it's just about creating that awareness and becoming aware of that and hearing what you're telling yourself and then saying, no, that yeah. doesn't serve me anymore. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go down that path. I'm going to take a different path. So what steps? Okay. So say, for example, say busy mom, kids driving her crazy and all of that stuff, but she can maybe get up 10, 15 minutes before the kids um, get all the lunches or just allocate some time. Maybe they're all in bed and you know, then you've got that me time there what steps can they start to make to actually move towards having a better life? I guess, first of all, you need to know what you want because until you know what that is, you don't know what the steps are to take. Otherwise, you'd just be shooting in the dark. So you need to first gain clarity. Yeah. So how do you get to that point of clarity where you go, okay, so what I want is to do X, Y, and Z. Is it about doing or is it, you know, is it about, oh, I want to be earning 10 grand more a year? It depends or whatever, on the person. Or... It depends on where they're at. Some people, you know, want more time to themselves. Some people want to go back to school. Some people want to make more money. Some people want to have more kids. Like everybody has a different thing that they want. So uh, the very first exercise I do with all of my clients is I uh, run them through an exercise to figure out what their values are. And I make them pick their top three values. I mean, there are loads of things that you'll think are important. But yeah. if everything's important, then nothing is important. Like you have to really figure out what it is that you value. And the problem is most people actually have no idea what they value. And they spend yeah. their whole lives living by other people's values, by their parents' values or their friends' values or society's values. And they do all these things in their life based on these values. They make decisions based on values that aren't their own. And so until you can get really clear about what your own personal values are, how do you know that you're making the right decisions? So that's the very first step that I get people to run through is to understand 
What do you truly value? What is important to you? And then if whatever decisions you make, if they tick the boxes of those three values, you know you're on the right track. Yeah. So is that just like pen and paper and doing a brain dump for 10 minutes? Or, well, not even 10 minutes. Uh, 10 no, minutes. the way I do it is I literally give them a list of maybe 100 values. And oh then God. I ask them to <laughs> kind of circle all the ones that are important, then group them and then like nail them down to the, the top three. So it takes time. It, takes, it looks like it's really quick, but people often do a couple of passes at me uh, at it. And I find often people will come to me and they'll tell me their top three values and I'm like, Seriously, are those your top three values or are those the ones that, you know, your husband told you or your mom told you or your friends? Like, is that what you really care? And they're like, you're right. I've been doing all these things because everybody else told me it was important. Um, So often it takes people a couple of passes to really get to their core values. And everybody says, oh, my values, I want to be happy or my values, I want to, you know, love my children or whatever. Of course you want to do those things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what really drives you well they may not be your top three yeah and that's why i say they're not priorities it's just that that's not where your core is at so my top values are freedom so every decision i have to make has to revolve around freedom it's about well-being so that kind of encompasses health and i suppose happiness as well so well-being um sums that up for me and then learning my whole life has been this journey of constant learning so Every decision I make would be about where I'm going to live, uh, what work I'm going to do, all of these things, they have to tick those three boxes. Otherwise, it's not worthwhile for me to do. I won't be happy. Yeah. And it's quite funny you should say that because if I was to seriously, like, and I've thought about this a lot, the conversations I have with people and stuff like that, my three, bit, three would be freedom, like you. And that's not necessarily to have, earn loads and loads of money. It's just to be able to be free to do what I need to do yeah, to make your own choices yeah, yeah. exactly um and then for definitely health and well-being so that's to make because I think happy mum happy happy children so like if I'm happy mm-hmm. then my son's happy hopefully yeah. maybe um and uh but also the fact that like I'm getting on a little bit so like it's about my health and well-being and actually being healthy so that I can run around yeah. with my children so I could my child and his sisters and you know I can do things with the children and not then be confined to hobbling around behind him or whatever I can play soccer with him and stuff like that and then my last one would actually be to be of service and that's a massive great big Mm -hmm. like um subject but it's really like I get fulfillment out of helping people and to help and assist and this podcast to a certain extent is one of those things to actually if I can help people out there then great yeah. it's a bit of a removed way of helping people it's not a physical mm. like you know getting in their faces and helping them but you know that sort of yeah they're like my values I want to be able to serve and help yeah people. so when you know those values anytime yeah. you come across a decision that you need to make so let's say you were going to go for a new job you're like, okay, does this new job, will it allow me the freedom to spend my time in the way I want to spend my time to do that? Yes. Okay, fine. Is it going to affect my health? Okay. Is it going to keep me up all night? Is it going to stop me from eating healthy meals? If it, you know, you've got to wear out, does that tick that box? And then is this job going to allow me to serve others in a way that's going to fulfill me? And so for you, yeah. can you see how if you use those three values to evaluate that decision, you're going to be going in the right path as long as at least yeah. those three things are ticked. Yeah, and the thing is, I suppose, with those values, it then like they then assist and help you 
like you say about the questions, but then it's also around the like why questions as well. Why am I doing mm-hmm. this? What does this service yeah. me? Because it's not hitting those three values. So absolutely, why? and that and that's that's kind of like the second step in my process. The first one is clarity. The second one is motivation because the reason why people often give up on something is because they actually didn't really want it. <laughs> and and why didn't they want yeah. it? It's because it wasn't true to who they want to be a lot of the time. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's right. And it doesn't tick all the values and stuff no. like that. No, that's fair. That's fair. So look, um, so okay, we've got our values and we're there mm-hmm. and we're like, you know, we know sort of what's ticking our boxes yep. as such. But then so, 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 so the next step would be once. It's getting back in touch with who you were. So let's say we were talking about the, the busy mom who's just forgotten what she likes because she's so busy taking care of everyone else. It's just taking a bit of time out to like maybe reflect back to your past. Like what did you used to like when you were in high school? What did you dream about being when you left high school or university? You know, tapping into some of maybe who you were and that might give you some clues about what you would like to do now. You know, just ask yourself yeah. questions about who do you admire? Um, if you could pick any job in the world, what would it be? Like just, you just, I've got like in this book, I can show it to you here. Um, it's just a series of like, um, I take people through like a rapid fire round of questions just to kind of tap into that really quickly. Don't think these are the questions um, and just answer them. And that will just kind of give you some clues as to, uh, you know, I'm trying to find some for you. So things like, what's your favorite topic to talk about? If I gave you $10,000, what would you do with it right this minute? If you had a free afternoon, what would you do? Like just this series of like thought provoking questions, just kind of getting you to tap into what makes you, you know, excited and tick. Yeah. Uh, Okay. And, but then like, but then your other book is about achieving what you want. Mm -hmm. So you've discovered and figured out what you want, but then how do you go about achieving it? Like, is it, setting out a plan and like that's part of it that's part of it I mean I I, the way I line up my process is I I call it the transformation bridge and this is all outlined in the book and through a lot of my my speaking and events and things like that so um there are three pillars of this transformation bridge firstly it's, it's awareness you need to be aware as we talked about of what's going on in your mind how your thoughts are influencing what you're doing so until you become aware of what's going on in your brain you're always just going to be reacting you need to be aware so that basically, so you figured out what you want, and then these are the questions you're asking around, like, does does what I'm doing service me? Yeah, well, actually, before you even figure out what you want, you need to have cultivated that sense of awareness. You need to acknowledge that you need to be aware of what's going on in your life. Yeah. The other pillar yeah. is you need to take responsibility for everything in your life, for the responsibility that if something's not working out, it's not because someone didn't help you. It's not because you didn't have enough money. It's not because you didn't have enough time. You can't fix those things. You need to take personal yeah. responsibility so that you can make the changes that you need. And the third pillar, which is really important, is action. It's just consistently taking action. And once you've got those three pillars, then I take people through the various steps, which is clarity, as we talked about, motivation, like figuring out what is my why? What's my really compelling reason? And the reason this is so important is if you don't have a great reason, you know, achieving goals, changing your life is hard, right? And so you're going to come across barriers and obstacles and difficult times. And so unless you've got a really good reason, you're just going to give up because why would you go forward if you don't really care? So you need that. You need to understand what are the blocks that are likely to get in your way. So that's the third step. Um, you know, figure out what are those obstacles that are likely to come up and then strategize ways to get around them. And if you're kind of prepared, 
you're much more likely to be able to overcome them when they come up. So I get people to kind of assess what are the blocks going to be and what resources do I need, like, you know, in my backpack to pull out when, when I need to. So things like if you if they were wanting to lose 10 kilos, right, mm-hmm. and they know that come three o'clock in the afternoon, they get a bit of a sag in energy and they go and they'll grab yep. snack food or whatever, or they get to Wednesday and they go, oh, I don't know what I'm going to have for dinner. And they go, absolutely. Or whatever. So what are the That's obstacles? Planning. Absolutely. So, and another big one for mums, I know I used to suffer from this when my kids were little, it gets to like five, five thirty, and you're giving kids their dinner and you, you eat half of their dinner and then you eat yours later. <laughs> that was a big one. So it's just understanding what are the things getting in your way and then strategizing around that. Then the fourth step for me is all in the mindset. So most people kind of think I'm going to become the person I want to be once I've achieved it. So once I've lost weight, then I'm going to be this fabulous skinny person. Once I'm successful in my business, then I'm going to be, you know, what, you know, my dream person. But what they don't understand is in order to become that person, you have to start thinking like them ahead of time. Because if you keep thinking the same things that you're thinking now, doing the same things you're doing now, what are you going to get? more of exactly what you've got (laughs) so in order to change you need to shift up your mindset so that's really important to understand and that's kind of that awareness piece as well the stories that you're telling yourself and are they going to take you to where you want to go they're not unless you change them generally and then of course the last the last bit is having a plan if you don't have a plan it's very difficult to um well exactly I suppose at the end of the day trying to get to where you want to get in the end which could be freedom financial freedom it could be getting qualified in a certain area if you don't take that first Mm -hmm. step well then you're not moving anywhere forward are you you're just sitting there looking at what you want to be want to have but yeah and I think people also make that mistake of wanting to do this grand gesture or make this huge change and that sometimes works but I generally find what works is doing small tiny little things every single day just keep making the good choices and you eventually you know move up I mean if you the law of compounding says if you improve by 1% a day at anything, you'll be 37 times better by the end of the year, which is exactly. huge. But people never think of the converse. If you decrease at 1%, you'll be 37 times worse off. So for me, it's all about making that good choice each time rather than the bad one. So the, the smoothie for breakfast instead of the donut, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, they're all easy things that it doesn't really matter if you don't do it once, but they add up. And so it's those small choices. I, I completely agree. I mean, God love my mother. She's trying to lose weight, like we all are to a certain extent. And um, so she's actually, she's got these um, smoothie powder things, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily agree with, but that's fine. That's what she's doing. Um, like a protein powder. And so she said, right, well, I'll have one of these every other day and then see how I get on. And then I'll have, then I'll start to introduce it one every day. And just gradually introduced it mm-hmm. into her diet and, you know, do, you know, you just gradually say, okay, I'm going to drink a bottle of water a day because maybe you don't drink a bottle of water and then you can up it to two or whatever. Uh, and just to achieve the goal that you want to achieve, I'm not, I'm only going to have one coffee a day instead of 24 or whatever. I mean, I don't drink 24, but you know, but yeah, <laughs> you're a bit jittery. If yeah, you did. oh my god, no, 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 one coffee a day for me, but like, yeah, and it was quite funny because it's funny what you say about mindset. Because I was listening to something the other day, um, and look, I'm talking to uh, you know, an endurance athlete, so you would you would know more about this than I would. 
So I went from couch to 5K last year and I'm happily running like, well, not every day, but every other day. Um, and that's great. But there are times where I don't want to run and, oh, the weather's rubbish or it's raining. Like it was raining on Monday when I went for a run and it was just, you know, just in my face and which was horrible. But I'd listened to something the other day and the guy was saying, instead of actually just thinking about how you're going to get through what you're doing, think about what you're going to do after it. Because it's actually the mental, if you keep thinking about, oh, how am mm. I going to do the next K? How am I going to do the next, you know, step or whatever? Then that's all you're thinking about. Instead of actually thinking about what you're going to be doing afterwards and what you've achieved or whatever. So it was funny because Monday raining my face, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, right, what do I need to plan for the week? And like, I went through the, it was horrible, but I went through the run, like it was a lot easier. So yeah, so it's just, it's up in the Absolutely, brain. and I think there's always that too, there's, there's, with everything, there's gonna be pain now or pain later. Like which don't, one do you want? So with your run, yes, there was the pain of the run, but then later you got to feel good about yourself. Whereas you could have not gone on the run and you would have you know, been lazing around a bed, but you would have been beating yourself up the rest of the day about not going. So which one do you choose? And I generally find the kind of the, the pain now is the better option than the, the pain later. It's generally smaller yeah. than the later pain. So, okay. So this all sounds great and it all sounds very easy. <laughs> But like, what are the most common reasons that people actually give up? Well, a lot of the ones that we were talking about, uh, you know, that they don't really know what they want. So they they just kind of scattershot approach. They're trying something and they're just, you know, they just, it's not what they want. So they, they quit. They don't have a good enough reason. Um, they just don't take those consistent actions. So yes, it does take, um, willpower is not the way because it's not about having willpower. It's just making the right decisions consistently more consistently than you're making the the bad decisions as such it's just keeping on taking action i mean if you keep trying to do something you will 100 percent achieve it if you keep going until you get there i mean that's not people don't fail yeah. because they can't people fail because they quit uh and it's generally for the for those reasons yeah and all and i suppose and i don't know your view on this so it's around not beating yourself up and punishing yourself if you don't achieve it like five days if you're five days in and then you fail and you i don't know give example of eating a chocolate biscuit or like having a drink or i don't know whatever it's not about not about beating yourself up and it's about going okay so mm -hmm. i didn't achieve it this day let's start again like in the next hour or tomorrow yeah or i mean whatever. a lot of people fall off the wagon and they give up that may help that that means they quit but I, th I think it all comes down to mindset like you need to believe that you can do it if you believe you can do it and you behave like a person who has that thing or does that thing then you will get there but for let, let's give the example let's say a smoker okay they want to quit smoking and they can like give up for a while using willpower okay no problem they can yeah. do that they can buy nicotine patches whatever they can give up but if they fundamentally believe that they're always going to be a smoker, that they're never going to be able to give up, what's going to happen? In the long run, they're going to go back to it because that belief becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you're not achieving something, you've got to step back and look what's going on in your head. Do you actually believe that you can do it? Do you believe it's for you? Do you, you know, all of that. If you don't, you're probably never going to achieve it because you're not going to keep taking the actions required because you, you deep down don't believe that you can. So, okay. So how do you change it's again it's back to everything comes back to awareness it's about hearing what you're saying to yourself and then slowly 
adapting those beliefs so that they start to work for you rather than against you. Most people, when they're not, something's not working out for them, they're often self-sabotaging and they don't even notice it. So it's stopping that self-sabotage and thinking in ways that serve you rather than hinder you. So it's just paying attention to your thoughts. And let's say, okay, one example I give in one of my talks I do around success mindset is I like to have a cup of tea every afternoon and I always have a cake and a piece of cookie with my cup of tea. And maybe that's not always a good thing to do. So, but that, but that in my mind, it's like cookie goes with tea. You know, that's just how it goes. So yeah. what am I going to do about that? So I would need to, so if I wanted to change that thought, and you don't necessarily have to, I like quite like actually my cookie with my tea, but whatever. You're an endurance athlete, so you can burn it off anyway. Absolutely. So my thought might be that day, you really deserve that cookie because, you know, I've had a hard day or whatever. But if you start to kind of question your thoughts, like, so I'm thinking really deserve that cookie. And then I'm like, well, do I, is that cookie going to be the answer to my problems or isn't it like you start, if you start to question where your thinking's going, then you can kind of create space for a different idea. And you can do that around anything. Like people are so, so many of the things that people believe to be the truth are actually just their thoughts and thoughts are completely optional. You can change those at any time, but you need to become aware of it. And then you need to open the door to other thoughts that you might be able to replace those ones with. Okay, so so um, okay, so it's then actually asking yourself different questions. From what I'm ask getting, yourself different like, questions, or you can add something to the beginning of the thought, or or to the end of the thought. Like, in, like maybe you've got you know an addiction to looking at Instagram all the time, and so you grab your phone. I need to to look at my phone to check if who's liked my post. But you could say I've noticed that I keep wanting to check those posts. So just by adding that, you're opening the door to thinking about it a bit differently. You don't necessarily have to answer every impulse that you have. And that's what people do. They have a thought and they have to act on it. Yeah. Especially in, in these days where we've, we've got everything so much at our fingertips and that instant gratification of social media, we don't stop to question the thought in our head that then immediately makes us take an action. There's no space between thought and action. And so you need to create that space and start to figure out, are the thoughts that are popping into my head actually working for me? And if they're not, how can I modify them and change them so that they will? Yeah. Yeah. And look, and I suppose just stopping and taking a step back. So many things we do are automatic. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's, it's funny. Like before I started this interview, I was like, right, okay. I had another meeting um, before this interview. So I was like, right, I'm going to grab a cup of tea before that meeting and then I'll have one and it like before any interviews or meetings or whatever I'm it's uh, but it's automatic for me to just go right we'll grab yeah which is and, but I don't even think about it and I don't know if there's something um, that yeah. I don't know whether it's my little protection that I have a cup of tea in my hand when I'm chatting with people like yourself mm -hmm. on the podcast or attending meetings because it just relaxes me down and I chat it's like having a chat with a friend with a cup of tea in my hand yeah, see? yeah. yeah so yeah. if you wanted to change that like there's no reason to change it you probably like a cup of tea but let's say you did want to change it the way you would yeah. would be to start to understand what does that tea mean to you what, what were you thinking that minute before the second before you got the cup of tea and then you could start to examine what was going on well, if it was a glass of red wine every time I was having a meeting or chat with somebody, then I might have to question, well, why do, am I feeling insecure? Is it that I need, you know, Dutch courage to have a conversation with somebody? Yeah. And so the alcohol and the stimulant actually, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm drinking chai tea, so <laughs> I'm not sure there's much stimulant in that. But, you know, um, yeah, but it yeah, so it's fine like with behaviours that are working for you. 
Habits are great when they're working for you. Habits just suck when they're working against you. So there's no reason to examine everything. But if something isn't going the way you want it to go, or if you want to change, that's the first step. Figure out why you're doing it. And people have all these stories about themselves, like, oh, I'm just a messy person and there's nothing I can do about that. Or I'm always late and and that's just the way it is. And you know, love me or leave me or whatever. Like, but these are actually just stories. You can change all those stories about yourself and become a different person. There's nothing stopping you. I completely agree with you because the biggest one that really annoys me is where people go, I don't have the time to do that. Mm -hmm. And you go, no, no, no. If you really Mm -hmm. wanted to do that, you would make time. Absolutely. Like we make time to watch Netflix. Mm -hmm. We make time to do X, Y, and Z. I'm learning Japanese at the moment because my son's learning it at school. So I thought, well, I'm not going to understand anything that he actually is going to come back and say to me if I don't know. So I make time every night. I put him to bed and then every night I make time. It's only 10, 15 minutes, but I make time to do my little Duolingo Japanesey peasy stuff because I, you know, that's, I make time to do it every night without fail. I think I'm up to 90 in a row as such. Hit, hit me with some Japanese, come on, impress me. Oh my God. Oh, well, I know. Okay. So I know Ichi Nisan which is one, two, three. And that's only because we do the signs. So we go itchy yeah. as in scratching. Then we point to our knee for knee. Yeah. And then we go san and we point to the sun as such. So, um, yeah, I do know probably a lot more. but I'm You're not fluent in no time. I put you on the spot. <laughs> but, you know, um, you know, um, yeah, my pronunciation is not good. But, you know, no. So, okay. So that's great. So, okay. So, look, you've done so much, like, who's been the most the biggest influence on you then because like wow like okay entrepreneur author yogi meditation like endurance athlete plant-based nutritionist I mean there's so much like who's influence who influences you Um, I don't I mean it's so broad because in every area that I'm interested in there's like different people so I think the main thing is that, that influences me in general is just my love of learning. It's the love of exploring new things. And um, I think that's one of the main reasons I've ultimately gone into coaching. I've had so many different, why well, I've packed in a lot, because I've had so many different kind of careers and studied different things because my interests are so varied. And eventually I managed to package them under this umbrella of coach and now I get to help people I help some people who want to figure out what business because I've got an MBA as well so I help people figure out what business what they want to do with their business I help people lose weight I help people figure out what they want in their life I help people run a marathon like there's so many different areas that I help people in and because I personally have experience in so many of them I can pull that all together and help people kind of create and reach any kind of goal and so I realized that that was my umbrella that I could bring all my experience together under and help people and I realized what I'm good at is helping people to create change helping them to kind of reach the goals to tap into their kind of inner potential and inner feelings of self-worth and just really go for it and help them to see how they can find their good life I really feel like I'm on the path and living my good life and I know that most people are or a whole lot of people don't feel that way they just feel like they're getting through life and yeah. I think that's so sad. People, anybody can be on that path to like making the most of it instead of just getting through it. And that's what yeah. I try and help people. So that's brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, so where can our listeners get in contact with you? Should they need to, they want to speak to you about more things like 
paint plant-based, I was going to say paint-based nutrition. I don't think that's one. Yeah, uh, plant-based nutrition, <laughs> life coaching, any questions on anything that we've like yep. covered or to buy your book. Yeah. Well, my book is available on uh, any of your favourite you know, booksellers. So you can get Amazon, Book Depository, Booktopia, whatever. You can find it there. So just look under Georgia Bamber and both those books should come up. Um, if you're interested in potentially working with me in the kind of coaching space, then um, my website, georgiabamba.com is the best place to find me. And um, I do offer complimentary discovery sessions on there, but only really for people who are like super interested um, and kind of want to make some changes. So that's fine. Um, I'm on Instagram at georgiabamba, so you can find me there. Uh, yeah, so those are the, the, main, the main ways to um, connect with me. Cool, brilliant. Look, um, and look, obviously everyone can email me and I'll forward them on to you, etc. If they want mm -hmm. to do that, if they can't, I'm sure they can find you. It's not it's, it's not it's not too hard, it's just my name. No, exactly. <laughs> so um that's cool. So look, final, final question is if you had a superpower, what would it Ooh, be? I've just got so many. No, I think my my one that I use for sure the most in, in my work and probably my day-to-day -day living is um an ability to help people kind of see the wood for the trees. I'm really good at asking the right questions. And I think that's my main value as a coach is that people come to me stuck in whatever problem they're stuck in. And I'm really good at helping them to see a way out of that. And I ask them the right questions to get their brain turning and thinking in the ways that are going to be helpful for them. So I think that's my superpower to kind of intuit the questions we'll call you the questionator then or something there like you go that. <laughs> <laughs> or some other, i'm trying to no, think it doesn't sound that super cool i'm gonna have a kind of big question mark on the back or something yeah well you could be but see the riddler has like a question mark on him oh that's okay. true but yes he just likes to confuse people and mine is the opposite i like to unconfuse them if that is a word oh, no, exactly so yeah i don't know we'd have to think of a name for you yes. and um yeah cape or no cape though oh definitely a cape oh cape c yeah, I'm like a view of no cape. Really? Yeah. Then you just don't, you don't get, you need the cape to look like a superhero. Oh, okay. Otherwise, Not, you just like it, look like it. Well, uh, or you're going to be in something like tight jumpsuit or something. Like otherwise, you're just like an ordinary civilian. Oh uh, yeah, I was going to say not like speedos, <laughs> tights, and wellies. <laughs> no, that's cool. Look, thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. Um, it's been brilliant talking to you. And look, thank you. Um, there's some really good tips that you've actually um, highlighted. I'm uh, just thinking back on our conversation, there's there's a whole lot in there. So I, oh, I think um, if, if so people much. do want to kind of slow it down and really understand that uh, the books are a really good access point for that because they really break down pretty much everything we talked about today. Yeah, and look, you've got the like, you've, you've got like your hundred questions that you would mm -hmm. ask somebody regarding, you know, yeah. what they want, et cetera, et cetera, to actually hone down. And I suppose it's a bit like, asking those questions and then drilling down into what they want is really yeah. what the books sort of give the you. Help, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you read it from cover to cover, it'd probably take you an hour to read it. But if you were actually to do all the work, it will take a lot longer. So, yeah. Yeah, it's about sitting down and doing those exercises yeah. and spending that time on yourself. And yeah. this is the most important bit, I think, uh, from all of this is, like, we all look after partners and husbands if we have remarried or whatever and you know some of us have children so if we're single mums and we've got children or remarried or whatever or family we have family that we've passed or yeah. whatever but it is also important to spend time on ourselves and uh, mm -hmm. and to and to not just veg out and watch Netflix and just go oh I'm going to zone out for five minutes and I know it is 
Well, I do it. I have to confess, I do. do there's, it. there's a different space for that, but you can't do it all the time. Yeah. You can do it, yeah, because you've got to be able to zone yeah. out and, like, you know, meditate and do whatever. But yeah, it's about spending time on you as well and where you yeah. want to go because the kids grow up and bugger off to university and go and do whatever they want to do. And, you know, you need to come out of it at the end of yeah. it. And that's why taking the time to either get a coach or at least do some kind of self-coaching and personal development is going to be the game changer in your life. That's going to lead you to ultimately be living in the place you want to be living in a few years from now, as opposed to just more of whatever you don't like that you've got. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. No, brilliant. Look, thank you again for coming on board with us and talking to us. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Have a great day. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, please hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. If you'd like to support us further, share this episode with your friends and family on all the usual social media platforms that you're normally on. And finally, drop us a review on iTunes as I'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and ideas. It all helps me to understand and produce awesome content that I know you're going to want to hear like this. If you want to check out past episodes, write to us, appear on the podcast or for links, resources and show notes, go to our website, www.strongsingleandhuman.com. We are also on all the usual social media platforms, Insta, Facey and Twitter. Have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here again soon. Be kind to yourself and remember, no one's perfect and we're all just putting one foot in front of the other and doing our best. I'm Claire Martin and you've been listening to the Strong, Single and Human podcast.